Uh, Donald Trump has become the first former U.S. president to face a judge on federal charges. Uh, Trump sat silently yesterday in a courtroom in Miami with his arms crossed as a lawyer entered a not guilty plea on his behalf on 37 felony counts. He's accused of hoarding classified documents and refusing government demands to give them back. The court date kickstarts a legal process that could unfold at the height of the 2024 presidential campaign. Rob Goodman is a professor of politics and public administration in the Faculty of Arts at Toronto Metropolitan University. He joins us now. Rob, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for having me. I don't know how closely people are following these charges, uh, but they're quite serious, aren't they? Oh, they absolutely are. I think they're the most um, serious charges that have been drawn up against a current president or an ex-president in American history. Uh, I think this is, however you feel about it, um, a, a really historic moment uh, in the history of the presidency um, and in the history of the country as a whole. He could be in serious legal trouble. What about political trouble? Well, I think there it's a little bit more complicated. I think what people are looking at is the effect on the Republican primary field of his last indictment. And and I'll say as an aside, I can't believe we're talking about the first indictment and the second indictment of an ex-president, but that's where we are right now. Uh, The last time he was indicted um, in uh, New York State in Manhattan, um, he's standing in the Republican primary field um, only improved. Uh, He increased the gap between uh, himself and Ron DeSantis, the uh, nearest uh, Republican competitor, um, and I, I think part of that, the reason for this is, is that um, this sense that uh, among President Trump's base, that he's the object of persecution from, from the deep state or from the cabal or from the Biden administration or whatever sort of conspiratorial term they're using for it this week, um, is the kind of thing that has really tended to rally the um, Trumpian base uh, around him. Um, when 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 that appeal looked like it might have been on the verge of fading and it looked like he might have been on the verge of being superseded by other Republicans. Uh, that that clearly hasn't happened. Um, and I think one thing that I, I always point out when people ask me about the Republican primary for the 2024 election is that, you know, even though um, President Trump, I think right now is he, hovering somewhere near uh, about half uh, support of the Republican primary electorate, because there, there's a significant number of people running in that upcoming primary and Republican primaries are generally winner-take-all, um, he doesn't need to win a majority of support. He only needs a strong plurality. Um, and I think the really um, uh, disheartening news uh, for people who just wanted him to go away or, or just more generally wanted the um, legal turmoil of a president, uh, ex-president under indictment to go away um, is that at least as far as the Republican base is concerned, he's not going away anytime soon. You and I talked after the first indictment. We're talking now after the second. There may very well be a third. How do you think maybe at all that first indictment f- has affected the way people view this second indictment and maybe the third? Because the first one of the three is the least serious. This one is extremely serious. Yeah, I think that's the case. Um, I, I think, as you mentioned, this is an extremely serious indictment, especially because of the connection uh, between President Trump uh, hoarding classified documents and national security. You know, although uh, the, the indictment wasn't able to get into the specific details of the exact documents uh, that, that President Trump was, was hoarding at his um, house in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, um, there, there were some really telling details. Um, the, the, the kind of documents we're talking about include nuclear secrets, include war plans, include um, information that, that is intended for uh, some of America's closest allies uh, with whom we share intelligence, who share intelligence with us, including the Canadian government. Um, in, in all these ways, I, I think the um, federal prosecutor, Jack Smith, can make a case 
uh, th- that Trump has really compromised national security um, in a way that, that it is more difficult to apply to, say, the case that's going on in New York State. So I think there are a lot of reasons why the kind of legal jeopardy he's in right now, uh, not necessarily the political jeopardy, as I mentioned, but I think the legal jeopardy that he's in right now um, is uh, of a truly new level, a level that we haven't really seen before uh, in his career. I think it remains to be seen how that's going to play out uh, with the campaign going on in the background. Trump is not the only former politician to have classified documents outside of where they should be. How does this situation differ from that of President Biden and former Vice President Pence? Well, I think it's interesting looking at the indictment, um, what it focuses on, what Jack Smith chose to focus on. Uh, is not just the act of having those classified documents. Uh, because, you know, of course, we are talking about hundreds of boxes of papers, and there's a possibility that as the president moves out of the White House, you know, some, some things might get misplaced. Who knows? Uh, at least that's the case that Trump wants to make. I, I, I think the more difficult charge for him to answer, which is what the indictment focuses on, is that after um, he was subpoenaed to return the documents, after it was very clear um, that he had been hoarding documents in his private residence uh, that were still classified, um, at that point, uh, he and much of his legal team uh, embarked on an effort uh, to do what looks like obstruction of justice in ignoring that subpoena, in continuing to hide the documents after they've been asked for. Um, so I, I think that one thing is an important distinction to make is that this in many ways is a more complicated, uh, more serious and, and graver offense than, than some politicians who might happen to have documents left over in their offices after leaving office. It's not just the act of having those documents. It's the act of ignoring subpoenas to return them, uh, obstructing justice in the act of ignoring those subpoenas, um, and at the same time um, openly boasting on recordings uh, that, that he was you know, showing guests at Mar-a-Lago uh, documents that he knew full well were classified, and he, he's admitted that in a recording. Uh, so I think there, there's many different levels of criminality going on here that, that I do think put this in a different league. It is truly historic. We will follow with interest to Rob. Certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Next time he's indicted, you can give me another call back. I think I will. Thanks, Rob. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's uh, Rob Goodman, a professor of politics and public administration in the Faculty of Arts at TMU.